0: One, morning, well, y'all. It's your boy JH Gibbons here, and I am C. and welcome to yet another episode of the Acromus podcast. That is episode seventy-one we are on right now. If you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you hear your podcast, we want to thank you for joining us on yet another Sunday morning. If you are watching our beautiful smiling faces. That means you're looking at us on YouTube, and here's what I want you to do before you do anything else, even before you click off this video, because I know some of you do. Here's what I want you to do right before you do that. I want you to hit that like button. I want you to hit that subscribe button, and I need you to hit that notification bell. The reason why you hit that notification bell is so that the next time you're on YouTube and you're scrolling down your feed, one of the first videos that you will be able to see is a new episode, probably this one of the Your podcast, and dare I say. Most of all, uh, please allow me, allow me. I, I'll take it from you, Jeff. Take it away. Please
1: do so because it is free. Unbelievable. of the few and far in between things that we have that's free to do in America and across the globe, right? So like our content, subscribe to it, turn on that notification bell so that you can be first to receive the gems that we've been dropping for you. That's free of charge right now. Won't always be that way. So please make sure to do those things, guys, so you can grow.
0: And we can continue to grow with you as community. Absolutely, we'll see. And uh, what a week it has been! Um, I do want to start off episode seventy-one um, in remembrance of yeah. some really, really young souls who lost their life senselessly a couple of days ago um, out in southern Texas. I. I am not a father of my own, but I have two beautiful godchildren. I have nieces. I have nephews. Um, and this it hurts. Um, I, I remember, I guess, ten years ago now, uh, when the, an incident like this happened, um, where you have elementary school children losing their lives. Uh, you can't. You can't wrap your head around it. You can't fathom it happening. Which is why a lot of people even even back then said it was a false flag or it wasn't real or it didn't happen I think a lot of people were trying to cope and understand the fact that young kids children the innocent the most innocent you can get lost their lives senselessly um and it's happened again the sad part is it it might happen once again um unless change happens um so besides that, right now, I do want to give a moment of silence wherever you are. If you're in your car, you're cleaning, um, you're at work, whatever you're doing, listening or watching this podcast. Uh, I just want you to turn turn down turn down everything else around you. Uh, sit aside, park. Um, I just want you to take a moment of silence and just, just remember those kids. Remember the pictures that are floating around social media of those kids right now. Um, just remember their innocence because I don't want us to get numb to this. I feel as though we're getting down that point where we are, where it is no longer, it, it no longer hurts like it does because the news cycle is so quick and we, we tend to lose our attention based on other distractions, but I don't want you to do that this time. I want you to remember this. I want you to remember the hurt. I want you to remember the pain. And I, I, I want you to know that life is not promised to anyone. So if you have your kids, you have a child of yourself, hug them, love them, appreciate them every single day, as you should, because in, in, a, in a society that we live in now, you don't know when that day would be the last. Uh, so let's take a, a quick moment of silence um, to remember those lives that were lost, both of the students and the teachers in South Texas. There's no real way to segue off of a subject like that, but um we do want to thank you once again for joining us on episode 71 of the Acromas Podcast. And of course, last week on episode 70, we talked about how it feels like to be an entrepreneur and if entrepreneurship is right for you. I hope you guys have asked that question for yourselves, whether you are an employee at a business. Um, whether you're working on your own business or you're doing both, which in most cases is what everybody does until they're able to transition and have the money that they're making from their side hustle become something that can replace the job that they're working on in order for it to be your main hustle. I hope you had the opportunity to really sit down with some of the metrics that you would that you would look at. And you know, whether it's revenue or if you're on social media engagement. Um, I hope you were able to determine a path of growth for you, or maybe you needed to pivot. Maybe you needed to try something new. Um, we are hopeful that you had an opportunity to use the gems that we were able to give you last week and implement it in your life this week. We'll see. I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who, uh, who did not know how difficult it might be to be an entrepreneur until they really sat down and they dove into it. They looked at the numbers and you're like, boy, it's going to take some time. I want you guys to remember that being an entrepreneur, building a business takes years. Don't let anybody else tell you it's a lot faster than that. It is not. It takes years. It could take three, five, 10, even 20 years to build it. Are you willing to dive in that long, push that hard for something that is not guaranteed? We'll see. What What is your take on, on entrepreneurship and and since we've been in this grind for a few years now, we've seen the difficulty. What, what is your take on all of it?
1: Man, uh, yeah. I mean, if you took away some of those gems we discussed last week, um, we're just reevaluating where you are, assessing if the business or your brand that you're trying to build makes sense for to, and, and true to who you are, right? Because um, you want to make sure that the time that you're investing, you're putting in, is actually in a, in a direction that is intentional for what your strengths are and where they lie. Because uh, ultimately, if you if you can't have that fall in a line with what you're doing, uh, it'll show. It'll show itself. Um, and that passion won't be there for it because it's ugly. Like entrepreneurship is ugly. Like it's not, a, it's not a pretty process. There is no such thing as instant gratification. So if that's what you're looking for, this is the wrong line for you to be into it uh, to be totally honest with you. Yeah. So, uh, you really have to love what you do and do what you love. Uh, this is a common theme of practice is what I keep in my mind. Um, because when you're having to sacrifice time and try to stretch what you don't have to make the impossible become possible, mm-hmm. um, it's going to take everything you got. So if you're willing to sacrifice and put that investment and bank into yourself in that way, um, just make sure you're applying the logic behind it, that it makes sense for you, and, and uh, it's hard to go wrong when you're doing it. Because, as Jay mentioned, if you're given, you know, sometimes it takes some folks. It's a faster process to accelerate and to get into that level of success, but you also have to factor in the type of business that you're venture you're putting into, because some things may not be as um as marketable, right, uh, on the surface. Because some things are oversaturated, whereas a lot of people who are in ventures that's not for them. So it takes out of the pot, if you will, um, for people who are destined or have a, have a real skill set for what they do. Um, so just continue to be consistent along the way, be intentional as we discussed uh, last week. Um, make sure that what you're doing is something that can inspire others around you because you need you need a team in place ideally to be able to stay consistent even when you hit those bumpy roads so if you're able to kind of reflect on some of those things and you can relate to what I just mentioned what we discussed last week uh then you are in the right place you are in the right place for you even if it takes you as Jay mentioned five years 10 years 20 years um as long as you're given that consistency with purpose again being intentional as that was a huge theme of last week. Um, you grow as well because you, you don't want to be stagnant on <laughs> a business venture you're trying to pursue. So that's that's my take on it, Jay.
0: Absolutely. I, I fully agree. And you you stepped on a few things there, especially when it came to sacrificing and growth. Um, and that that really takes us into our topic today. Um, where developing something like a six pack is going to take an immense amount of sacrifice and a ton of growth, depending on where you are at this time in life, um, specifically in your fitness life. But I want to take a step back and kind of dive in this from a different angle, maybe an angle that you have not really been privy to. um, If you've been reading fitness blogs, or you just type in on Google how to get a six pack, right? Um, a lot of people make it seem easy. I would say that it is not. Um, it is one of the, the most difficult transitions in your life that you would have to make. And quite frankly, based on genetics, there are some people who may have uh, a better ability to have their abs be visible, while others, it just may not show. Um, so on this episode of the Chromas podcast, we're going to talk about the true ways to really develop a six-pack, and not just develop it, but hold on to it. Being able to sustain that type of body physique is just as tough as getting there. Maybe even a little bit tougher to hold on to it uh, because life happens, right? It happens to all of us and sometimes it may lose our focus. So today we do want to focus in and talk about exactly what it means and how to develop a six-pack We'll see, believe it or not. I know I'm, I'm a bit bigger than I was in my past. And uh, I like to say that my body is under construction, as is my mind all the time. Don't worry. It's not like 395. If you're familiar with DMV. It's been under construction for like 20 years. So it, I can guarantee you the construction process with my body will not be that long. But what I would say is that um, at some point in my life, uh, my abs were a lot more visible than they are now. And there was a few ways back then, especially me, I, I come genetically, my, my family is just a lot bigger, right? So it may be a little bit tougher for me to lose weight. However, the I guess on the good side of it is, is I'm, I'm able to build muscle a little bit quicker and a little bit better than others may be able to do so. Um, so at that time, when I was younger, I used it to my advantage, And my nutrition wasn't sound. My nutrition wasn't the best, but at the same time, I wasn't eating much. Um, This means that, of course, because I wasn't eating much, I was not consuming too much calories. In fact, I was burning a lot more calories than I was consuming. And though I didn't know it at the time, I was in a caloric deficit. And that is exactly where I want to start today when it comes to that one thing that you can understand that would help you lose weight is being in a caloric deficit if you've if you've heard of cico or calorie in calorie out it is simply the ratio to help you lose weight if you don't pay any attention to any of the macros if you don't pay any attention to how long you've been running on the treadmill or on the bike or the elliptical or wherever pay attention to the amount of calories that you're burning pay attention to the amount of energy that you're burning Because if you are able to burn more than you consume, that means that you will be in a caloric deficit. That means that you are more likely, not just more likely, but you will start to lose weight. And not just lose weight because we could run on the treadmill all day, right? We could could ride the bike all day. We can do many things to burn those calories. But the other aspect of it is to build muscle along the way and that's part of getting your abs visible but before i head into the the resistance training side of it i do want to talk about body fat so the first thing that you need to do if you want to get your abs to be visible is to lose weight but not just the weight you have to decrease your body fat percentage so if you are male like we'll see an ir you would have to get your body fat percentage between six percent and thirteen percent to have your abs visible. And when I say visible, I don't—I don't mean you can, you know, kind of push your stomach down a little to see it. I mean you're just standing there, and the thing is, the thing is clear as day. Uh, for women, it is between fourteen percent and twenty percent body fat. And this, in this day and age, there are so many different tools and so many different. Um, you Know so many, so many different apps as well that you can use to be able to measure that. Um, for example, I have a scale upstairs in my house. I also have an app on my phone that is directly linked to the scale. So once I stand on the scale and I I measure my weight, I can also see a whole bunch of different numbers. I could see my cholesterol level, I could see um, I could see my weight, of course. I could see the body fat percentage, my 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 skeletal mass, I could see all of those numbers. So The ability to track that is so much easier. And I would say, for starters, you know, decreasing your body fat would help you lose that weight. We'll see. I know you've gone through an amazing transformation. And if you're not hip to it, you need to read the 21 3 method because that is exactly what that book is about. That is exactly what that practical guide is about. And that practical guide will teach you the same steps and strategies that we'll see used to lose all that weight. But but we'll see, I'd love to ask you a question. When you started losing that weight and when you saw your abs become more visible, what did that do to your motivation?
1: Um, great question, Jay. Um, <clears throat> well, when, when I noticed it, um, obviously, you know, you're, you're your motivation shoots to the roof. You're feeling pretty good about yourself. Um, but if anything, uh, you know, the mental aspect, it allowed me to become more accountable for, like, my intake. Um, you know, have an idea of, like, what, what's the good range of calorie intake for me uh, for, for calculating my age, my height, my weight, uh, my, my, my bone density, just trying to get an idea of what that looks like for me because this is. I think this is the, I think this is a huge problem where folks have to kind of really assess that our body type and structure are completely different. So it's going to be individually set based on what works for your makeup, and you have to learn or try to educate yourself on your body uh, to to find out what that is because. It'll kind of help with your regimen of what what you set up. So for initially with me, with uh, the when I was like really locked in tunnel vision to my sculpting, as I call it, um, for me to get my packs and development and everything to show, I I, I really had to factor in. Okay, uh, what am I doing? Like what what am I eating? Uh, where I didn't put myself, as we discussed, on a diet, but. I did gradually start naturally cutting things out uh, where it was like the carbonated drinks, uh, cut back on that and then eventually just kind of stopped really dealing with that entirely. Uh, unless I need something like for ginger ale or something like that, right? Um, when I'm not feeling too well. Uh, for me, pork was a, a, an interesting thing that just kind of my body gravitated towards just kind of stopped eating naturally in the process. Um, but I also noticed it had a good effect on like my recovery rate, uh, my body fat percentage. My, my I started looking into my water intake, like how much am I, you know, rehydrating my body, uh, so that it, it it made sense because ultimately, like it, it, it allowed me to just really focus in on will, like what it helped me prioritize, okay, if I have my body starting to mold, if I want my shoulders to be bigger, my pats, in this case, definition uh, for my chest, like, okay, do I need to adjust my workout so I can have my physique be a certain kind of way? Uh, you start factoring all those things in. Um, but for me, it's it, the mental game is where it kicks in the most, right? Um, where I start to increase certain kind of workouts like we were discussing before, Jay, where, like, my planks, uh, you know, just Even with like running, was a very helpful uh, part of that process. Where I started to notice, it would have my definition come through even more. Uh, I got to a place where I got my body weight down to where I wanted it to be. Um, But then you start playing the fluctuation game with water weight, uh, body fat percentage. As Jay mentioned, Uh, those are the parts where it's tricky because it depends on like, what do you, like, how, how do you want to go about loading that? Right. Um, so there's definitely like those workouts out there where it's just kind of generic, but you have to like tailor it to what you're trying to accomplish. So for me, I did just that. I was able to tailor the workouts around that work best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, solely focused since we're talking about like the ads and whatnot, that will help generate that, um, I did workouts that was related to like my, my quadriceps to kind of help give me the strength that I need for um, other related workouts that'll help me. Me personally, do a lot of boxing, a lot of kickboxing. You know, those are things that you're always you're always in motion, you're always you know in torque. So it's naturally giving you the resistance that you need, that's like making those muscles work that normally wouldn't work like on its own unless you're putting. You know, again, generic push-ups, sit-up, crunches, things of that nature, mountain climbing. But you just kind of tailor it to what you are looking for for your body. So the mental aspect is the biggest part because, again, as I said before, accountability. That's what set in the most for me, where I started to check on the scale. I, I had a, like, a, okay, I'll check in every two weeks. I put myself in sort of like a training camp, if you will. I took on that 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 mindset of it, where okay, I'm making preparation for a fight. Uh, so the weight that I'm cutting, how do I keep it all permanent? Because you lose a lot of weight, but as in most cases, like no disrespect to folks who folks who do keto, a lot of the times folks who do the keto diet when they stop, you gain it back like that. Yeah. What I did was I implemented a plan of like transitioning my body uh, with time, mm-hmm. so that my body adjusts to this being my natural weight. So like right now, I'm still at the same weight that what my goal was set at, um, but I've allowed my body to mature itself with my bone density and my mass to to not be as lean as I was at that same weight. So like at 183 of um, just lean as opposed to now my muscles are filling in based on me adjusting the workout regimens around it where I still have my abdomens that still show. Um, but as Jay mentioned, body fat percentage is what's key to how much definition you want to show, but keep in mind, you want to make sure that you're healthy too because right. you can get to a place where you look good, but you are not healthy. And as, if anything, if the study has shown as of late, there's been a lot of, uh, Unfortunate passings of a lot of bodybuilders, yeah, right. um, where we've seen phenomenal physique, but they're dying, like, mm-hmm. like a lot. Um, and and an interesting fact of that is a lot of these deaths, they they don't know why, right? I mean, we're we're no doctors, we don't right. you know. I'm no expert of it, but right. I I had a, I have to imagine that there's a stress and a strain that you put on your body too, because I can speak on my journey. Yeah, I accomplished what I wanted to, but I am, you know, honestly, I feel like now I'm going through certain repercussions where I'm having certain issues. You know, I had certain injuries that kind of delayed my process. I broke my foot. I mean, that's on me. Uh, I'm I'm dealing with these pinched nerves from adjusting certain workout regimens right now, trying to recover from that. So it's like you go, you, you wear a tear on your body a lot. So I'd recommend for anyone you can have the defined look you want enough of, but gauge it so that you keep it healthy, right? Where you don't need to be, unless you, you, in my mindset, unless you're like an athlete where you are in a um, career that you have to perform a certain kind of way. So you have to be at peak condition at all times. uh, Be mindful of that because your body will peak out. It happens. So you can overwork yourself And it can become detriment to the process you're trying to set for yourself for sustainability long-term. So once you start hitting those strides, you get yourself in a good good position, good place, then you can start paying more attention to um, the body fat percentage ratio. Like if you really, if you feel like maybe I'm too bloated too often, okay, what are things I could do to adjust that? What am I eating that's contributing to it? That- I can make alterations so that I won't be bloated as often. But again, be mindfulness with the mental aspect comes in that is normal. I think that's what something people need to hear because we don't hear it a lot. Well, this is normal because you look at these these ads. You look at um, I was going to say some other stuff. So I had to catch myself Um were <laughs> passionate about it. I had to catch myself. Yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. You know, keep it keep it clean enough, right? But. For sure. You look at a lot of these commercials, these ads where you got everyone is walking around with the beach bodies and and, and all uh, that, right? But you lose sight of that part of like it's imperfection that you're never gonna stay peaked at all times. It's impossible.
0: Yeah.
1: It's impossible. And I think that's an unrealistic expectation for folks where uh, it's you it's it's you know it is doable to keep yourself fit. But as you age, um, as I'm learning, your body uh, changes too, where certain things that my body was capable to produce a lot more frequently on its own is not maybe at, even in my you know, mid-30s, it's not as easy easily for me to produce those things. So now I have to adjust my, my strategy as to keeping me fit, where maybe I to take more vitamins that I need, to kind of supplements to help my body. Uh, through the process so I don't put too much restraint on it from working it too hard on, on, on areas that I, I can't fully control. Because even if you like Jay mentioned body structures and like um, genetics play a huge role in this. Yeah. Where I'm one of those people too, like you mentioned Jay, for me it doesn't take me long for my results to show. Mm-hmm. If I give a if I legit give a week or two of now at this point, if I put in a week or two solid of strict training for whatever it is that is i'm trying to adjust my body from i usually get results in the first honestly like the first few days like i can I see immediately but that's because i'm disciplined with 21-3 method that we have um, so please uh if you haven't had a chance to see what that's about uh, you're going to find out real soon you can get a copy of that book and it'll help you create healthy habits and being able to discipline yourself in 21 days um, but that's what i utilize now so it allows me to get myself back in shape in no time. Like fit, fit enough, get to my standard to fit me. But keep in mind, I've been doing this for the last two plus years or so, two, three of consistency. So so you can't find instant gratification to get though, get that six pack that you're looking for. Like right now, that's not going to happen. It, it took planning of like, I didn't go to like, oh, I want a six pack. I just wanted to live. So it took getting back to the basics of what it was really about. I just wanted to feel better. I didn't like feeling lethargic wherever I go, whatever I was doing. Uh, I didn't like the way my body felt. So I needed to make the proper adjustments so that I could feel more healthy and feel lighter and whatever it meant for me. But that's what I did. So I mapped out stepping stones, small paths that I was able to address the total mass. And then as it started to sculpt, now I can start focusing on key components of my body. Do I want my shoulders to be more broad? Do I want my biceps to be more defined? Right. You know, and honestly, to be totally honest with you all, the abs came came through the process. I didn't even need, need to really have to focus on it, but it did because exactly. that's what happens. It's gonna, yeah. you're gonna get results, like depending on how you adjust your process. But if you're running like every day, if you're, you know, doing hike. High- cardio, sort of vascular workouts, you know, integral training, um some to do crossfit, I mean each zone regard but like whatever you're doing that works for you, you're going to get results if you're consistent. Yeah. And you have a plan and you stick to that plan. And a lot of people have a hard time doing that. So you got to ask yourself that tough question. How accountable are you holding yourself? Right? So one thing to say you want something but if you're not willing to put the time and effort into it commit to yourself then it will be difficult to do it but I I assure you if you give yourself that effort because you're worth it you will get the results with time but pace yourself plan give yourself a six-month plan give yourself a year right like if you 365 days in a year right and that's that's a plenty enough time to let's say if you want to lose 20 pounds, right? You could break that up and make it work rather than trying to compact all that into like one month, right? <laughs> like 30 days, lose like, <laughs> like all that. That can't be healthy, like, right? I mean, unless you're someone who, let's say it's like 300 plus pounds or something, that is factored into like, their body mass will, will drop significantly because of where you are. But if you're someone that like in my case, that's like a 180-ish, right? And I'm trying to drop 20 pounds at this point in like a month. Oh, it's doable. If I'm doing like soft baths, uh, where I'm in there for like five, six hours about to kill myself, like, oh, it's doable, it can happen. But like, mm-hmm. am I is it healthy? Is what I'm trying to say. Right. So this is why it's so important to, to pace yourself, set a realistic goal, pace yourself. Um, even if you tell yourself, this <laughs> is 12 months in a year, I want to use, I wanna lose 12 pounds. So I just want to lose one pound each month. It's doable, right? Because it should be sustainable that you could drop that off and your, and your body type, your body structure will be able to hold it as long as you're consistent enough. Right. As yeah. um, what did Jay say about the eating, you know, and like the, the deficit for calories, you balance yourself in. So for me, I know my ideal calorie intake is no more than 25, to 2000, and 2,500. If I really want to, when I put myself in a regimen, if I'm in that, and I stay in that bracket each day, I'm good. Because I know for the most part, I don't eat a lot of high intake of sugar. So my deficit, I'm going to always have maybe six 700. Plus if you work out, factor that in, yeah. that gives you a surplus. Yeah. So all that goes into playing a role where you don't have to be a scientist to have it down to a T. But even if you take the basics of like, I have this much to work with. If I work out and I burn 400 calories a day, that gives me a bonus of that, and it gives me more of a window. And what'll happen is your body adjusts to it, and you won't feel like okay, I'm, I'm living based on a calorie scale of my life. You're just kind of, well, I ate that. I'm good. I had a good workout. I rehydrated my body. Maybe I had a smoothie. Like I'm good. I'm alright. Like you know, and, and, and dig this, still managed to have a snack too. Like what you know, yep. because you had the calorie intake to balance it. Mm-hmm. Because, again, if you're not like a world-class athlete and you're not aspiring to be that, why are you so hard on your body? And that's what I had to take away from me, Jay. You know? I was like, listen, mm-hmm. I keep training to put myself in these damn training camps and it's killing my body now. Yeah. So I got to cut back. <laughs> so now I'm cutting back.
0: Yeah, and, and the other thing about that, too, is like, especially with these, these uh, professional athletes, I mean, look, LeBron and Russell Wilson, they have come out and said they spend a million dollars a year on their body and that's recovery that's you know stretching that's the cryogenic chamber that's all of those things that we don't have access to honestly so you have to also put that in mind that these these athletes get paid millions of dollars a year to do one thing as to keep their body in shape and be the best possible athlete at their position that they can be um, so that you're you're very right when you said that we'll see that that it is important to to also take care of your body, understand what that that true purpose is. Know where your goals are. Know where you're heading, and you you also made a great point when you came to consistency. Now, you've as Wilson said, you've heard some of the ads out there where you you know learn, lose ten pounds in thirty days, lose however much. Don't do not do that because it is unsustainable. There is a chance you will get it, but you will feel like absolute dog crap after you get there even for some of the actors, if not all of the actors that have been on these Hollywood crash diets, you see them after they're done filming the movie, they blow right back up because it's unsustainable to, to be living that way. So it's, it's absolutely vital that you go the route of sustainability. This is, this is a lifestyle change. This isn't, this isn't you getting ready for a role in four months only to go back to where you used to be. It's not, it's not a challenge. It shouldn't be like that. It should be part of your life. So if you're going to take the time to understand what your purpose is, to understand that you could get to a body weight that you've only dreamed of, you have to understand that it does take time and none of that can happen overnight. So besides decreasing that body fat that we talked about earlier, um, besides building that core muscle group over a sustained, consistent amount of time, the other aspect, and we'll see you mention it as well, is developing that mental strength that is probably the most important thing that you will take away from this episode especially when it comes to building a new lifestyle for yourself you're going to have to be mentally focused you're going to have to be mentally strong the consistency is very very difficult if you are if you do not have it mentally if you are not aware of what you're doing if you're not if you're not eating consciously if you're not if you not build a healthy relationship with food if you are, if you are not if you are not body conscious, right? If you if you don't understand exactly where you are heading, you are not going to get to where you want to be. So I think it is absolutely vital to develop that mental strength. I think it's absolutely vital to develop those healthy habits. Look, we all we all have our days, like I said in the beginning of this episode, we are human, we have our flaws, we fall sometimes, but we can get right back up. And we always do. We're always here. We're always pushing. So you have to keep pushing as well, especially if this is a goal for you this summer. Summer's only a few months away, a few weeks away, actually. It's not that far. So if this is something that you say, okay, I want to commit myself to this, realize that because it's not that far, do not expect to lose 30, 40, or 50 pounds. Do not expect to decrease your body fat by 30 or 40% in that amount of time. What you should expect to do is to make progress. What you should expect to do is to to change your lifestyle and live a sustainable life for yourself so that many, many years down the road, you're thanking yourself for the decisions that you made years before. So if if there's anything that you take away from this podcast episode to understand exactly what it means to develop that six pack, to live a healthier life, What you need to do is first decrease that body fat percentage. Next, what you're going to want to do is build that core muscle, build that core around training, whether it's planks, as Will C said, whether it's crunches, sit-ups, even even doing squats or other, other workouts that would allow you to have your core engaged, boxing, as Will C said as well. All of that would help you to develop your abs and then, of course, develop that mental strength. That, I would say, is by far the most important process for you to be in this on a sustainable level, for you to continue to do this as a lifestyle, and for you to to understand what your purpose is and fulfill it. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we want to thank you for joining this Acromas Podcast episode, episode 71. And of course, here is where we turn it over to you. Here's what I want you to do. If you have been a part of your own journey, I want you to know that you are not alone in this fight. You are not alone in the struggle. We are here with you. We are struggling right along with you. We want you to share your story. So we want you to tell us what is your journey to creating and developing this CISFAT. Whether you are just starting, maybe today was your day one, or maybe Monday you're starting your new regimen and you have a goal that you set. Tell us what that is. Maybe you're three months in. Tell us where you were before. Tell us where you are now. Maybe you're a year gone and you, you've had, you've got the six pack. Now you're down to about 10 to 12% body fat and you're sustaining that. And it's not, you're on, a, you're not only sustaining that because you're on a crash diet, but you're doing it because you're living a very healthy lifestyle. We want to hear that story too. And for that, for the best story that we receive, we'll be able to feature it on the next episode of the Acromas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you once again, I'm thanking you twice. I'm going to thank you as many times as possible, because if you're watching this and you watched it all the way to this point, it has been a journey. And we hope that the journey that you've been with all along with us, that you're able to take away these gems and implement it in your life, because that's what it's all about. It's all about taking action. So here's the action that I want you to take for those who have been here before and you have seen this already. And you've been a part of this, and yet you still do not know what this is all about, what we are, who we are, what we represent, and what we stand for. I'm going to spell it out for you once again, and I'm going to do it nice and slow so you can follow along with me. A C H R O M O U S. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us any single place that you can hear a podcast, we are there. If you are watching us, I know what that means. That means you're on YouTube. You're probably on your phone. You're checking us out. You better not be driving. We'll be really pissed off of that. But if you pull aside to the side of the road, you're a very responsible driver. And here's how you can be rewarded. You can hit that like button. You can hit that subscribe button. You can also hit that notification bell. So the next time that you're on YouTube and you're scrolling down that feed on the left side, the one thing that you will see is this episode of the Chromos podcast. You will be happy that you clicked on it because now you will understand exactly how to develop that six pack. And most of all, ladies and gentlemen, it is free to do so. Unbelievable. Told you in the beginning of this podcast,
1: and we're going to tell you that right now. Hit the like button. Turn on that notification bell, guys. Subscribe to our content because we want to make sure that you are getting gems and can be reassured of it. And we even want to know if you're sharing it and if we'll you start commenting, letting us know what your thoughts or your takes are. Listen, we're not experts in this. We're just sharing our experiences. So we need your experiences, too. So please give that back to us and it grow with us. And it is
0: free to do it
1: now. So do
0: it. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's incredible. I have no idea why that is the case. But here's what I do know. Here is what I do know. The summer body special is not over, ladies and gentlemen. We've got more. We've got more. If you thought we were going away and we were just going to abandon you for this summer, you are absolutely incorrect. So here's what I want you guys to do. Next Sunday, if you are around, if you are available, 9.30 a.m., we want you to tune in to yet another episode of the Chromas podcast, where we will be discussing how you can build muscle the right way. We'll provide you with five tips to help you build muscle quicker, and of course, to keep it on. On your chromes podcast, we're all about sustainability. Same thing with Acromus Fitness. We want you to be able to build the best you. So next week in the Acromus podcast, we will talk more about that. We'll talk more about building muscle the absolute right way. Oh man, listen, I'm excited.
1: Uh, that's where I'm at, especially since I you know, had to kind of take a halt a little bit from, from my recovery process I'm working through, but so I'm going to need to have to restructure and, and and tone up some things. So I'm looking forward to these tips that that's going to be shared. Um, you know, that's, that's not my area of expertise. That's more of Jay's realm. So uh, I am the student just like you are as well, if you're going to be listening in. Um, so I'm excited. I can't wait for us to talk about it.
0: Hey, it's 20-plus it's years of lifting experience from gym to gym to gym, from lifting record to lifting record, PR to PR. We want you guys to join. We're going to give it to you, Ross, we always do. So, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you once again for joining us on the Enchromas podcast. Have an amazing week. Happy Memorial Day to those folks out there. And until next time, it is your boy, J.H. Gibbons. I will see. Hey. <laughs>